0: Hi there, and welcome to Mini Geek Critique The podcast that talks about anything and everything geeky This is the fourth episode of the Represent series Looking at how women have been represented in sci-fi movies over the decades Last episode, we looked at what the 1940s had to offer for sci-fi And I went with The Invisible Woman, directed by A. Edward Sutherland and starring Virginia Bruce Now, we've reached the 50s and I decided to talk about the classic, iconic B-movie, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, released in 1958 and starring Alison Hayes as the title character. Don't forget, there will be spoilers! The movie begins with a newsreader reporting sightings of a strange fireball in the sky, its path leading to California. A woman driving along a deserted road in the American desert encounters a glowing sphere and crashes her car onto the side. A mysterious giant hand reaches for her as she examines the unusual object. Screaming, she runs back to the local town. Back in the town, we see a man in the town's diner preoccupied with a woman. They discuss his wife Nancy's mental condition and heavy drinking and how she's close to being sent back to the sanatorium. The mistress, Honey, then suggests a plan that could tip Nancy over the edge and back to the mental institute so that they could have control over her $50 million fortune. As she runs back into town, Nancy is stopped by the local sheriff, who agrees to go and look for this mysterious orb. They go back to Nancy's abandoned car, but can't find anything, and although they sympathise with the woman, the sheriff insists to his deputy that you have to believe her as Nancy pays the most taxes in town. Nancy returns home and pours herself a large drink, arguing with Harry about seeing his mistress. Harry puts Nancy to bed and goes straight back to Honey at the diner, who says she's tired of waiting for him and Nancy's money. The next day, Henry calls for Nancy's psychiatrist, who declares her mentally exhausted and insists she rests. But Harry insists his wife should be taken back to the hospital. The doctor refuses, saying she just needs to recuperate. Later, as Nancy is watching the news, she gets angry as the newsreader mocks her and she smashes the TV with her glass. She decides to prove she isn't mad by looking for the mysterious sphere and Henry goes with her. As they drive for hours along the desert road, Nancy sees the orb and approaches it. A giant hand reaches for her and Henry runs off back to the house, leaving his wife to her fate. Jess the butler demands to know her, Mrs. Archer is, but Henry fights him off and returns to the hotel where Nancy is staying, packing her cases, until the deputy stops them and they are escorted to the Sheriff's office to await questioning about Nancy's sudden disappearance. Later the next day, Nancy is discovered on the roof of a house and taken back to her room where she is sedated and cared for by her doctor and a nurse. The doctor theorises that she may have been exposed to some sort of radiation. Persuaded by honey, Henry goes to Nancy with a syringe containing a lethal dose of sedative as he turns on the light, discovers that his wife is now a giant, shown by a massive hand. Later, a truck is seen delivering elephant tranquilizers and chains to keep Nancy stated until the proper authorities arrive. The sheriff and Jess decide to investigate the grounds where Nancy was found and notice a large footprint. They both go back to the desert where they find the unusual sphere and upon entering see Nancy's diamond necklace. They are detected by the giant, but manage to escape. Back at the archer's house, Nancy awakes, calling for Harry, who has gone back to Honey at the diner. Nancy breaks free of her restraints, rips off the roof of the house, and heads off to find her husband. She spots her husband and his mistress in the diner, where she tears the roof off, resulting in the death of Honey. Nancy grabs her husband and begins to stride away. As she is pursued by the townsfolk, the sheriff shoots at her to no avail, but as she shoots some nearby power lines, they blow up, killing Nancy and Harry. The doctors look on, declaring she finally got Harry all to herself. I'd never seen this film before, but of course I knew of it. The movie poster of Nancy standing over the traffic is instantly recognisable, with those feminist connotations of power in her pose her no-nonsense facial features and her strength it's iconic but little did i know that actually it's a film of gaslighting misogyny and female oppression the storyline itself is an interesting one the sordid affair by the husband and the wife's desperate need to keep him and the way the townsfolk treat nancy the sci-fi part seems to have been shoehorned in the floating orb in the sky the giant human person who did needs the diamond to power its ship the apparent scientific reasoning by two doctors without any scientific evidence scratches on her neck radiation the film's budget was tiny even by today's standards at just eighty eight thousand dollars today's equivalent being just seven well nearly eight hundred thousand dollars and that is reflected in the poor special effects Instead of using chroma key, double exposure was used to emphasise the alien giant and the transformed giant Nancy. It looked awful, to be honest, and quite laughable in some places, particularly when the giants are walking across the landscape. You can see right through them. It's transparent. It's ridiculous. The part where the giants are interacting with the members of the cast the only interaction they have is a hand and it's just this flopping papier-mâché hand and it would just flop over from off camera. Even the director, Nathan Duran, was so ashamed of this movie. He changed his name to Nathan Hertz in the credits. It goes without saying it is the townsfolk who are the ones that fail Nancy. They don't believe her claims, despite the local news saying the same as her that they belittle her and know of her philandering husband, but they don't do anything about it. They'll happily take money to keep themselves quiet. And it's really unfair on Nancy. Everyone close to her knows what's up and does nothing to support her, always bending to Harry's will because it is the husband who is in charge. It is because she has already been subjected to a mental institute because it was by Harry's constant infidelity that caused her breakdown in the first place and her heavy drinking has exacerbated into a coping mechanism that no one will dis- believe her despite the newsreader clearly saying that there's been several sightings of the same orb in the sky. Does no one watch the news in that town? The way that the men involved in Nancy's life Control her from Harry's manipulation of their relationship to the doctors dating her until they find out what's wrong with her. This whole story screams misogyny and it has a toxic impact on Nancy. When Nancy bargains with Harry to prove she is right, she plays into his hand, agreeing to go to the sanatorium if she is wrong. She just wants someone to believe her, and her husband should be that person. Even when they do find the spaceship, Nancy is left by Harry to fend for herself. He doesn't tell anyone what he saw. He said he goes straight to Honey to pack her bags and escape the town. Thankfully, the sheriff's deputy doesn't take any of Harry's nonsense or money and sees to it that they're both brought in for questioning in regard to Nancy's sudden disappearance. There are plot holes, I'm not going to lie. It's a B-movie. There's always going to be some inconsistencies. Why is Nancy the only one that's turned into a giant? The fact that no one else, despite just the butler and the sheriff going into the ship and looking around, that they don't become giants. And then why was this... What, where did the giant come from? Why is it hanging around the desert? How did it know about Nancy's diamond? Why do they keep shooting at things when the guns clearly don't work? It's a sad story, really, that Nancy has never believed in all of this. Despite the newsreader broadcasting the fact that there's a giant ball in the sky and is making its way across town, Nancy is always dismissed. She may have the fortune, but she doesn't have the rights to her own life. It is Nancy who becomes the ex- giant to exact her revenge on the philandering husband, which results not in her just her death, but the death of Harry and Honey, his mistress. And why, oh why, do they leave the rampaging, vengeful giant woman to the last 10 minutes of the movie? Was this a thing in the 40s and 50s? It's like they really don't want the really important women in these films to actually be a part of it.